Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hi everyone, I'm Wardy from Traditional Cooking School by Ganafklins. Welcome to Ask Wardy, the weekly show where I answer your questions about traditional cooking and the Ganafklins lifestyle. And today I'm excited to talk to you about how, the best way to care for curly hair. So a couple ha- housekeeping notes. This is episode 116 and you find the complete transcript and notes all ready for you right now at askwardy.tv. Look for episode 116. If you have curly hair, you know all about the tangles, the frizz, the dryness, and the desperation. It's enough to make you want to pull your hair out. And I was there not too long ago. In fact, I told my husband that now I know why as women get older, they cut their hair off because it is just no fun. Well, I thought my hair was in really bad shape, but a little over a month ago, it just took one night, one washing, one particular method for my hair to basically change overnight from the tangled, frizzy, yucky mess into just way better. And since that time, I've continued to add new techniques um, and just do more research, figure out the right products, etc., to get really the best hair I've ever had in my life. So I'm gonna share today all these tips that I've learned. We're gonna talk about the best method for caring for curly hair, talk about the right products, tools you can use, even the best haircut. So let's get into it. This actually came, I've gotten lots of questions over the years. I don't know if this is the first one that came in, but it's Mary B and it was four years ago, she said. Could you tell me what you use in your hair and what you tell your hairstylist when they cut your hair? My hair is about the same curliness and length and I love the way yours is cut and styled. Well, thank you for the compliment, Mary. My hair wasn't in as bad shape then, even though I wasn't doing everything I'm doing today to care for it which to me just says that if you have issues like climate, hormones, aging, and whatnot, um, you have a bigger battle to face. If you don't have those issues, then your hair has more resilience. And so four years ago, my hair was in a better place and um, how I was caring for it really didn't matter so much. But this past year or two, I found myself in a completely different space with tangles, frizz, and so I was having hormone changes, dry climate change and stuff like that. And so it was really a position of desperation I was in. My hair was so bad um, and I really needed to fix it. So I started looking for more answers. And I wanna say that I did reach out by email and on Instagram as during my search. So all of you friends via email and Instagram gave me a lot of tips and, de- and direction. So I really appreciate all of that. And I really wouldn't be in this position if it weren't for you. So thanks so much friends. On and off, I've said a couple things about how I care for my curly hair, and some things are the same, but in general, just take that with a grain of salt because this right now is my definitive guide on how I care for my curly hair and how I recommend that others do so naturally and to best enhance your curl. There's a couple things that, hopefully you won't think this is drudgery, but there's a couple things you need to identify upfront about your hair. And by the way, this applies, some of this applies to straight hair too, so it's really important. 
And the reason you need to know these two things is because it affects which products you choose, the tweaks you might make to the method for washing and conditioning your hair and stuff like that. And you know what I'm talking about if you've ever been on a website or in a store or even a friend said, I love this. You might pick up a product. I love this. It works so great for me. And then you're like, cool, I'll try it. And then you try it and it's awful. Well, the reason is because it's not necessarily the product. It's that it worked for her and not you. Well, what's the difference there? These two things I'm going to tell you. The first one is porosity. Now, porosity refers to how porous your individual hairs are. And I do have a graphic for you um, at the transcript. And you might be able to see it a little bit here, but it's kind of these two, they're illustrations of what a hair shaft might be if you looked at it under a microscope. And they're similar to a pine cone. There's cuticles on your hair shaft that are like those um, scales that are either tight to the cone or pop off the pine cone containing seeds. And so um, refer to this graphic if you wanted a visual of it. But here's porosity. It refers to how porous your individual hairs are. So you have your hair and you have these scales. And if your hair is low porosity, that means the scales are very tight to the hair shaft. And it's very hard for moisture, water, anything to get in. But when it does get in, it's also very hard for it to get out. And this hair... Um, well, I'll tell you more of the symptoms of this type of hair later. So that's low porosity. And then high porosity is the absolute opposite of that. That's when the scales are like a pine cone that is popped open. The scales are popped open and on the hair they're called cuticles. Now in this situation, it's very easy for moisturizers and damage, um, water to get into the hair, but it just as easily leaves it. So that's the difference between low porosity and high porosity, and it refers to the absorbency. So you need to identify your hair's porosity. And to do so, you might wanna consider these symptoms. So if your hair is low porosity, your hair might be shiny, takes a long time to dry, um, it's easily susceptible to product buildup. Remember how I said the scales are tight to the hair shaft or the cuticles? So instead of getting in, a lot of those products just sit on the surface and build up and so, you might say, ooh, my hair's so greasy, or I got so much buildup on my hair. Well, that's a symptom of low porosity. The opposite is high porosity. High porosity hair dries quickly. It's extra prone to frizz and dryness because even if you're moisturizing or conditioning or whatever, that stuff doesn't stay on the hair very easily. It quite easily escapes. And then in the middle, you have like normal, average, or medium porosity. And so, you know, might have some low, might have some high tendencies, but it's medium. Okay, so those are the symptoms, and um, you can maybe make an assessment or somebody could help you out who's close to you to say, ah, I think you have low, or I think you have high, or I just think you're in the middle. But there's one other test you can do. There's actually more tests, but people say, you know, they're not, they're not very definitive. So one that I really like is where you take a strand of your hair, and I'll try to get one out of this curl here and you hold it out and you put it between your fingers at the end and you run your fingers backward up the hair toward your, toward your scalp. What does it feel like? Low porosity hair is pretty smooth because again, those cuticles are not out. Um, average or medium porosity hair would just have some bumps and high porosity hair, because the cuticles are flared out, um, would have a lot of bumpiness. So if you do that to your hair, it can 
it can help you identify your porosity, but it can be very helpful if you do it with others. Like I did it together with um, my daughters and all of ours were different. And so we were able to identify that my hair's low porosity, Hania's hair is um, medium or average porosity, and Naomi's hair is high porosity, but she does have some areas of medium to low porosity on her head. So figure out your porosity. It's really important, and it's going to come into play when you talk about how you wash and condition your hair and the products you use. It's the biggest deal when you talk about products. This is why it matters. So if you have low porosity hair, you need lighter protein-free products that don't build up on the hair, which buildup causes your hair to look greasy or feel like straw. And two, those um, low or no protein light products will help uh, draw moisture to the hair, especially in humid climates. And on the other hand, if you have high porosity hair, you want products that are more deeply moisturizing, protein rich and thick butter products um, that will like provide, the protein will provide structure to your hair and the rich butters and oils will seal the moisture in. Remember high porosity hair, the moisture can get in, but it easily escapes. So these products are gonna help provide structure to the hair, fill in the holes between those cuticles to give it more of a smooth surface and seal it in from moisture loss. Really, really important that you know your porosity. And if you're medium, you can go either direction and you might do that based on the seasons or you might find that you have like, you know, and the top of your hair is low porosity and underneath it's high and so you might do some deep conditioning treatments to the hair underneath, stuff like that. Okay, so that's the first thing you have to know, your porosity. The second thing you have to know is what's your curl type? And I'm gonna tell you, this was a shock to me because all my life, I just have curly hair. And I know other people have curly hair and I know their curls are different, but I didn't know people had identified the differences. And so one day when I was browsing Amazon for um, different products, particularly these Shea Moisture products I'm gonna talk about later, I was reading reviews of different products because I was like, which, which gel should I try? Which shampoo should I try? There's a lot of different ones. So I'm reading the reviews and there are people saying things like, my daughter has 4C curls. Will this work? And then somebody else says, this works great on my 3B curls. Well, I was like, what is going on? I felt like I'd entered a new world. And so I did an internet search for curl types and I found out that it was like a whole new world. And I'm just gonna call that world Curl Planet. And so on Curl Planet, you do have different types of curls. You have two, that means waves, three, that means curls, and four, that means kinky. And even within those, you have gradations from less to more curly or a slightly different type of curly. So within waves, you have 2A, 2B, and 2C. Within three curly, you have 3A, 3B, 3C. And within the kinky curls 4, you have 4A, 4B, and 4C. And at the transcript, askwardy.tv, I provided a link to an article that has like illustrations of those different curl types so you can identify yourselves. And you ladies that might think that your hair is straight and just frizzy, you might find out that if you follow the things we're talking about, that you actually find waves underneath when you start to care for your hair better. So don't discount the fact that you might have wavy hair. Anyway, I know that my hair is a mixture of 3A and 3B curls. Hania is a mixture of both 3A, or sorry, 3B and 3C waves on top with um, I think 3B or 3A curls underneath. And then our daughter Naomi, um, which we, we didn't realize she had curly hair, she's turned out to have waves. So she has 
to a wavy hair. And these things have worked for all of us. So you do have to know your curl type because, um, because it affects how you tweak the method you use to cleanse, condition, and style your hair. There's another way to identify your curl type. So the ones I told you is the two, three, four method. I don't know if it's called that, but that's what I'm calling it. Here we go. In this book, which I'm gonna talk about more in a bit, The Curly Girl Handbook. In that book, the author Lorraine Massey identifies a different kinds of curl categorization. Oops, it scrolled way down or way up. And she uses terms like Fractal, zigzag, corkscrew, corcuselli, cherub, bodicelli, wavy, and S-wavy. So they're fun to explore too, so you can figure out your curl type by that. My curls, according to her method, are botticelli and corcuselli, a combination. Okay, so now you know porosity, now you know your curl type, so you can move on. So we're going to talk about how to wash and condition curly hair. And much of what I'm talking about does come from the book, The Curly Hair Handbook, or sorry, The Curly Girl Handbook, which I highly recommend to anybody who's listening or anybody who's the parent or loved one of somebody with curly hair. Um, the day I read this book, which was recommended by my, my friend Stephanie, I washed my hair that night using the method. I didn't even change any of the products except I didn't use my shampoo. And within that one washing, within that one um, night. My hair was completely different in the morning. And I, as I said, I went on to make further tweaks. But what happened was my hair was not tangled. Um, it was soft. It was curly. It wasn't frizzy. It was amazing. And the difference was were so big that I realized that my hair was pretty healthy, even though I thought it was in really bad shape and would take more time. So I just, I just can't say enough about this method. So here it is, just a quick review. One is you're gonna throw out your shampoo because most shampoos, conventional shampoos are detergent-based, way too harsh, they strip way too much moisture from your hair. Curly hair just tends to be drier, so we need to use sulfate-free, non-detergent-based shampoos. And I've got some here for you as an assortment and we like the Shea Moisture. And you also don't need to wash every time you get in the shower. So every other day or every week or so, and here's where your porosity comes into play. If you have low porosity hair and you tend to wear buildup like I do, then you'd be washing more frequently than somebody who has high porosity hair doesn't get the buildup and the shampooing would be too, um, strip too much moisture, harder and moisture. On days that you skip the shampooing, you can just simply use your conditioner and massage into your scalp and achieve a non, uh, non, well, you'll achieve a cleansing that way. Number two, you always, always, always condition your hair. And that's because, again, your curly hair is drier and needs conditioning. Um, you need to use a, a natural botanical conditioner. Again, I'm using Shea Moisture here. Um, and you're gonna massage it through your hair and on your scalp, just very gently. You don't wanna introduce tangles and you're even finger combing your hair with your fingers while you're conditioning. And you, you let it sit a few minutes or even for the duration of your shower. And occasionally, weekly, or depending on your hair type, you could exchange your regular conditioner for a deep conditioner. Um, the basic point is here to be gentle and to finger comb while you condition. Three, ditch the bath towel. So instead of hopping out of the bath, and using a terry cloth towel, terry cloth is excessively drying and introduces frizz. So you're gonna either use a 100% cotton t-shirt or you're gonna use a microfiber towel. These dry without being excessively drying or introducing frizz. The first night I tried the Curly Girl method, I dried my hair with a cotton towel or cotton t-shirt and it was great. Um, and then I ordered a microfiber towel. 
Number four is you don't use combs, brushes, or heat tools. Now, a comb like this, a wide tooth comb like this that you use in the shower, maybe with your conditioner to detangle is fine. But in general, as you start using these conditioning products and introduce the methods, your tangles are gonna go away. Mine did, Hania's did. Um, it's just amazing. So I actually haven't touched one of these for over a month, except for right now. <laughs> but I have not put one to my hair for over a month and I don't have tangles. You also don't wanna use heat tools such as blow dryers or curling irons or straighteners. Exception with the blow dryers if you're using a diffuser, which I'll talk about later. So the fifth step to your method here is to apply your styling products when your hair is wet. Um, in fact, if you do it in the shower, that means you can leave the shower and your hair is essentially done. Because remember, you don't even need this, or if, if you do, it's in the shower with you. And then you apply your products when your hair is wet. And you use them in the order of a detangler, like a styling um, cream or milk, um, a gel. Um, those, are, those are the order of them that I learned from our hairstylist. It doesn't mean you need to use all of them. Again, it's up to your porosity, which products you use. So low porosity, again, you scrunch dry your hair first, then apply products. High porosity, you put the products on when your hair is sopping wet, and then you scrunch dry to remove the excess. And if you're medium, you do whichever works for you. Sixth step is now don't touch your hair until it's dry. If you use a diffuser, obviously that's different, but touching introduces frizz, so you just let it be until it's completely dry if you're air drying. Seven, I learned this from the book, um, break the cast. That is where if you have any gel or products and they like introduce stiffness or kind of like holding your hair together in clumps, you just turn your hair upside down and you shake it out with your fingers and that breaks the cast and leaving you with soft and um, shiny and not hard crunchy curls. So that is the basic method. And I'm just going to take a quick break here and check in with Micah. Are we good? Awesome. Okay, so Micah, Everybody, here's something I forgot to tell Micah. Micah, the, both of the big video cameras will film for 30 minutes only. So it looks like right now they're getting up to be 25. So why don't we just turn it, um, stop recording on each and restart it so that they don't turn off. By the way, in case you're coming on late, we're talking about curly hair tips here today. And um, I have everything that I'm sharing at askwardy.tv all typed up for you. So. Uh, you can read it or bookmark it or share it even. So we're going to talk now about which products are best. And as you might know, I have high standards for the products that I put on my skin and hair, just like the foods that we eat, because our skin is an organ, so it's really important. And conventional products and the toxic ingredients they contain are linked to hormone disruption, cancer, allergies, inflammation, um, sensitivities, just so many different problems. So very high standards. And that's one of the reasons why, like on my face, I only use Beauty Counter, which is safe and non-toxic skincare. And there's information at askwardy.tv if you want about that. And so for the time being, um, I'm gonna share with you the products that we've settled on to be healthy for our hair. And so we've settled basically on Shea Moisture products. I do um, look at environmental working groups skin deep database to look at the toxicity ratings. They go from one to 10 with the lowest being highest. And so three is as high as I'll go. And so um, Shea Moisture products, at least the ones I've plugged in, um, are three, three and two so far. So that's really good. So 
here we go. I'm using myself Shea Moisture's um, line that's for low, it's low porosity protein free. Isn't that cool? They have a product line for low porosity. Um, our daughter Naomi is using the high porosity products. So these are a lot richer. These are a lot lighter. And then there's also, they have so many different lines. You can browse them. But besides the low and the high, they have all these others that kind of you could mix and match products or for medium porosity or special needs. And so Hania is using the coconut and hibiscus line. Her hair is average porosity. Um, Shea, Shea Moisture has your conditioners, your shampoos, your leave-in detanglers, your styling milks, your gels, your sprays, everything. Um, I'm still sticking with my Morocco Method Blood of the Dragon styling gel. For years and years I've used this and I've said it's the best gel I've ever used. I hate buildup on my hair and it's really lightweight. Well, now I know why my hair is sensitive to buildup, low porosity. And this is perfect for it. It is not a heavy gel. I love it. Um, here, simple water with a little bit of lavender essential oil in a spray bottle. And you just use this, refresh your curls on days that um, you don't wash to remove any frizz that's built up um, or, and, or reshape your curls around your finger. Water absolutely works great. By the way, this glass spray bottle is free from Grove Pantry if you become a new subscription um, customer. So tradcookschool.com grove or look at the show notes at askwardy.tv for a link to that. So products. Um, I want to say that... Um, in the curly girl handbook my impression is that the people that authored that the woman that authored that went on to have the company called diva curl diva curl products work great i'm told and i've tried a couple they are not as while they're you know detergent free sulfate free and all those things they don't rate as highly on ewg.org at least the ones that i've checked and they're more expensive so these are working great for us the shame moisture products so that's what we're using Okay, so now we're going to talk about some tools and equipment because if you have curly hair and you want to enhance or make the most of it, there are some tools and equipment that can help you with that. So one is what I've already mentioned, a microfiber towel. Terry cloth excessively dries and introduces frizz where this doesn't, and you just scrunch dry. So if you're in the shower and your head's up down, upside down, you're just scrunch drying like this. Um, and I've started using this for my entire body too because... I figure, why do I need to bring two towels in? I'll just use the one, the one that works for my hair on both things. Uh, silk pillowcase. Boy, this was a shocker to me. The kind of pillowcase you use can make your hair journey worse or better. Your regular pillowcases that are cotton or cotton blends, they are frizzy and cause itch and excessively drying. Whereas if you used a silk or satin, um, you keep down the frizz, it doesn't remove moisture unnecessarily from your hair, and it's just, it just feels so good and it works so much better. I'm totally shocked, but um, it really works. And one of the biggest surprising benefits I got from that is that my hair doesn't itch me at night anymore. I totally didn't expect that. I got it because I was like, well, if it keeps down the frizz, I'll do that. And I found out that my hair's not itchy, itching me anymore. Really amazing. Okay, diffuser. So you can use a heat tool such as a blow dryer if you have a diffuser on it and you want to use low to medium heat, low to medium speed, and um, it's really amazing. I used to use one of these when I was in high school and college and then I gave it up because it just took too much time. But I also think I wasn't using it right. I was getting a lot of frizz. 
Well, my hairstylist told me how to do it, and I've got a picture for you actually at askwardy.tv, but you can see it here if you're watching this video. So a lot of people diffuse and they're just constantly moving it around and touching, and you're just introducing frizz. Well, instead of doing that, you take a section of your hair, put it in the diffuser, of course your hair's wet, and then you bring it up to the scalp and you just hold it for like 10 to 20 seconds. And then you just repeat that all over your hair, coming back to areas until it's about 80% dry. And then you don't get as much frizz. Uh, if you dry all the way, you do get a little, you do get frizz. I mean, you get some no matter what, it's inevitable. But you cut down at the most if you do minimal touching and you only dry to about 80%. And my hair takes about 20 minutes and my hair's low porosity too. So instead of five to six hours to dry, it's now 20 minutes and I like it when I take the trouble of doing it in the mornings. I like the results, the curls and the fullness are on all of my head. And, and then of course I'm just dry instead of waiting five to six hours, which can be a long time. Okay, um, the next thing about, about tools is these double prong hair clips. And these are cool, and I've never used them before, but it's called, you do something called clipping your roots. And I do have a picture um, from this morning, actually, of me doing it. And you do it like when your hair is damp coming out of the shower. You can wear them all day long, or you can diffuse for a bit with them. But basically, you, wherever your part is, you're doing like three or four along one side of the part and three or four along the other, kind of just to hold. You do a small section, and you put the clip right to your scalp, so it's kind of holding the hair up. And so your hair will start drying with a little bit of body going up instead of straight down. It really does make a difference. Um, and if you don't have clips like this, you could diffuse your hair upside down. Not the entire time you're diffusing, but at the beginning of the diffusing, just do your hair upside down because then you'll be um, adding the, the body by gravity. Okay. Telephone wire hair ties. These are fantastic. An Instagram friend told me about them, so thank you so much. There's no tearing. They go in and out of your hair easily, um, and they don't leave a crease behind. So if you need to put your hair back to wash your face or you're cleaning house or something, use one of these, and you can do multiple wraps if you need to. If you're doing a pineapple at night, which was new to me, I didn't know what a pineapple was, but a pineapple is when people put their curly hair up on top of their head, so then they're not crushing their curls at night. Well, this is perfect because it doesn't leave a ponytail crease, but yet it keeps your curls up in that, po in that pineapple when you sleep. Um, the wide tooth detangling comb, it's the only kind of brush or comb you wanna use. And honestly, I mean, unless you have super, super tight curls, it's possible like me that you won't ever need to use anything again. But if you do, this is it, and you do it in the shower when you condition. One more thing to tell you about, and that is the right kind of haircut. And I feel like I've entered a whole new world because I've had porosity, curl type, um, you know, like microfiber towel and the satin pillowcase. I mean, all these things, clipping my roots. Again, we're on curl planet here. And there is a better haircut. There is a best kind of haircut for curly hair and it's called a diva cut. And I heard about this from Vicki B because one of the emails I sent out to our subscribers, I was talking about and looking into fixing my curly hair, it's so dry and tangly. And she said, you should get a diva cut. And I was like, what, a diva cut? Well, it is a particular haircut done by certified stylists that have been trained in the best method to cut curly hair. It involves cutting it dry. It involves um, 
like styling it and doing final cutting just so the curls can be really enhanced. It's long layers. Well, it's a layered cut. If your hair is short or long, you do layers because layers lighten up the top and allow your curls to just, you know, be bouncy instead of heavy. So I love it. And I do have pictures of my diva cut um, at askwarty.tv in the show notes for this episode. So check them out. I have a before and after, and it's quite remarkable, uh, the change. It really was remarkable. And so how it went was I went there, and by the way, Hania got one too, and it's from Haley, was our stylist at um, Nancy Jane Salon in Meridian, Idaho. I want to warn you, if you look for a diva cut, though, be prepared to be turned away. I actually called two stylists here who said, we're, I'm, they both said, I'm full, I can't take on any more clients. But one of them referred us to Haley, who had openings. Um, side note, it's a business opportunity. If anybody listening is a stylist, you could get into the curly hair world. Okay, anyway, here's what happened during my diva cut and Hania's. Got there, talked with Haley about what I wanted. She did the initial basic cut with the hair dry to trim off the ends and do the, the initial long layers. Then she took me to the... Um, washing bin and she washed and conditioned my hair with the diva curl products giving me the whole education on how to do it and i learned so much more than i had learned in the curly girl handbook so together i feel like i got a great education then she clipped my roots i sat under the hair dryer you know that dome thing and for like five or ten minutes just to initially dry roots then she diffused my hair she took out the the clips either at the beginning or, you know, five minutes in to the diffusing, but then she diffused it. Oh, I need to say she washed, conditioned, and applied products, taught me how to do that whole thing. Then we did the drying. Then when the hair was diffused, so it was 80% dry, she went through with the scissors again and cut um, cut strands so that, so that the curls would be shown off at, in, at their best. And so... And then I left with bounce, really bouncy, and I was just very, very happy. It was a great experience. Haley did a great job. It took about an hour, and it was so fun. If you're interested, Diva Curl has a directory of Diva Cut stylists, and I have that linked for you at askwardy.tv with the transcript. Look for episode 116. So I've covered like your hair porosity, your curl type, the method for washing conditioning, and doing style products and styling, um, the best products to use, how to get a diva cut. And I just want to finish with one more section, which is the surprising benefits. And I asked Hania for her input on this as well, because we have experienced not just the obvious, which is our hair is soft and manageable and not frizzy, but we've experienced some surprising benefits that we didn't expect at all. So I have four and she has a couple. So my first one really is my gray hair. I'm going gray. And when my hair, you know, a little over a month ago was dry, frizzy, partially straight, heavy, just yucky, those um, wiry gray hairs stood out. But now that I'm treating my hair the way it should be and I got a good cut, um, the gray hair is just blending in so much more. I, I don't notice it when I look in the mirror. And I had a friend tell me, where did your gray go? Um, which I didn't expect that at all. Second, I thought my hair was in really bad shape. I thought it was unhealthy, but it turns out I just wasn't caring for it correctly. Now, I'm not saying that every curly with hair that's not doing very well is really healthy underneath. There are degrees of healthy and unhealthy. But in my case, the transformation overnight like restored what I wanted in my hair 
And it wasn't, it wasn't like I had to grow out new hair. It was just treat it better and it's going to behave better. Uh, third, my hair doesn't itch me anymore. Never would have expected that, but it was always itching me around my neck, itching me at night when I slept, sleep. So it's not itching my neck anymore. And um, the pillowcase is helping a lot too. And fourth, my fourth benefit is, did you know that we all lose about 100 strands of hair a day? Well, when my hair was straight and frizzy and whatever, it was just dribbling all over, all over the house, all over the floors. Well, now the curls are holding it in. So instead of it being all over the house all the time, of course I'm losing some, they mostly are coming out in the shower and I gather them and put them in the garbage. So I just feel so much better that I'm not walking everywhere and be like, more hair, more hair, more hair. There's just far less hair falling out um, when I'm walking around. And Hania's two surprising benefits. The first is she used to hate using gel or anything because she felt like it made her hair greasy, but now she's changed her cleaning method. And instead of expecting like squeaky clean, she now expects her hair to be saturated and velvety. And then she adds the gel and she's so surprised that from the cleansing to the applying product that she has no frizz and these beautiful defined waves, which you can see at the transcript, and that her hair feels clean to her. So her hair feels great and it's soft and wavy and not frizzy. And her perspective change has been, this is what's clean hair. Before her perspective was squeaky clean and then she had the frizz to go along with it. Well, she's changed her perspective and she's so happy with it. Her second surprise was how easy it was. She said at first she felt daunt felt daunting, like you have to wash, don't wash your hair, you have to condition, da da da, you, you know, all these different steps. We don't have to do all the steps. You can minimize it. And for her as a busy mom, like she doesn't use a diffuser. She washes her hair twice a week. And um, for her, it's just taking a quick shampoo, conditioner, scrunching her curls and letting it air dry. She does that twice a week and her hair is great on the second day and the third day. And so she's super happy and she wants to encourage that if any of you are busy moms, um, you can make it work for you and you will be so happy with the benefits. So. That's it. Whew. It's been quite a ride. Thank you all for hanging with me. And I want to tell you there's one thing I didn't talk about yet, and that's plopping. Have you guys heard about plopping? Well, I'm not going to tell you about it uh, because I actually haven't tried it yet, so I'll save that for the future. But it just goes to show that this curly hair thing is a rabbit trail. You can go a lot deeper. But what I wanted to do on today's Ask Wardy was just give you a definitive guide to, like the basics, the tools and equipment, the products, the method for washing and conditioning and applying your products. And then, you know, the other part to that is you do need the right haircut. You do need it from somebody who's trained to do curly hair to bring out the best in your curls. Um, and I think together with all those things, you'll find what works for you. Make sure you know your porosity and your curl type. I have a free, um, I have something free for you. I figure most of the people listening today are women. And so we have a free guide. If you're plagued by urinary tract infections or bacterial vaginosis or other common female infections, we have nine natural remedies for you in this free guide. You can get it at tradcookschool.com remedies, R-E-M-E-D-I-E-S. That's completely free. Just enter your email and then I'll send it to you. Um, at the show notes, askwardy.tv, look for episode 116. If you can see here, that's a list of all the different things I've compiled in this definitive guide. So if you need to um, visit any of the products or links or information, just go to askwardy.tv. 
Okay, and so anybody else who has a question for a future episode of Ask Wardy, it's Wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E, at askwardy.tv. I'd love to hear from you. And at askwardy.tv, episode 116, you can get the transcript, and later on we'll have the video and audio recording of this podcast. And in the comments, I'd love for you to share your favorite curly hair tips, your before and afters. If you want to see mine, they're there, or Hania's, they're there. Um, you can even share your surprising benefits. If it's something shocking, like I don't, my hair doesn't itch me anymore, whatever it is, we want to hear it. And um, if you have questions, I'll be happy to answer those too. So thank you everyone for being with me. God bless you and talk to you again, same time, same place next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.